Balls and Beards podcast, episode number six. Sports guy Chris back. I am here with my very good friend Mikey. How's it going, Chris? Oh, it's going good, my friend. Going right very on, good. Right we are here today. We're going to talk a little bit of NFL. Of course, we've got all kinds of playoff scenarios. The season is coming down to a close. And we've got uh, the first week of NBA action in the books. So, a lot of exciting stuff to go over here. We're going to lead off with the NFL, of course, and both of our teams are, you know, looking to wrap some things up this week. Mikey, I want to start with your Cardinals. Yeah. They had a little bit of a surprising setback on Saturday against the 49ers. Yep. But they still control their own destiny. Uh, Fill us in on the Cardinals, what we're looking at for them to get in the playoffs. What is it going to take for them? I want to lead off with the Cardinals. They've been a very interesting team all season long. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, uh, Cliff Kingsbury's, uh, you know, keeping things uh, a little interesting there. Um, you know, we lost to the Niners. And uh, obviously, uh, the last two games of the season against the Niners and then our next game against the Rams, division division games, which, you know, has huge implications, as we've touched on before. Um, you know, Arizona is in complete control. There is absolutely no other way to put it. We have to win. And I think a few weeks ago we were talking about this and talking about Arizona and, you know, looking at the schedule ahead in the the next three games. And, you know, I I believe I said it then, you know, that Arizona Rams game, the last game of the season is going to come down to potentially whether or not we make the playoffs. And lo and behold... It's come to fruition. Here so, we are, yeah. Uh, you know, that is not a position I want to be in. I'd rather be in a <laughs> position where, you know, Fair enough. We're, we're already there. Um, but, you know what I mean? I, I, think it's a, I think it's a good testament, or a good test, rather, of, of Kyler Murray. You know, sure. seeing what his sure. medal is worth. Um, you know, seeing guys like, uh, you know, Pugh and Larry Fitzgerald and, and Patrick Peterson and you know uh, DeAndre Hopkins. I'm curious to see what some of these more veteran guys that have been in the playoffs and, and, and been in these kind of situations, I'm curious to see you know, how they can potentially sure. guide this squad and, and put them in a position to win this game. You know, the Rams, they need to win it too. It, it's not like um, they're in the same position we are. Um, yeah. They have to win um, or tie. Um, and then Chicago has to lose or tie in their game. So. You know, I mean, the Rams are essentially in the same spot. They, yeah. they have to win, yeah. and they're in. And yeah. for us, I mean, someone's going to leave that field down there at SoFi Stadium or whatever, and they're going to walk away a loser and not winning the playoff, you know, not that winning the playoffs true. berth. So, um, again, not a position I'd rather I'd want to be in. Um, but, uh, you know, I want to say, you know, the season's not over yet. Um, but if we do lose this game, I, I think that we missed a golden opportunity, kind of put the league on notice. Yeah. Um, yep. And, uh, you know, while DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray have great chemistry and, you know, I think that's a great pairing and Arizona did an excellent job of, of acquiring DeAndre Hopkins for pennies on the dollar. Um, you know, I mean, there's exciting things, but that division is nothing to scoff at. We still have to, we have to shore up our offensive line a little bit. Our defense needs to be more tuned in. You know, there's some things that we've got to work on in the offseason, whether or not we make the playoffs. And that's sure. the thing is I sure. don't know if we're playing great enough that football to to go into the playoffs and be able to make some noise in the playoffs. So, you know, I, I guess from a from a fan standpoint, you want to make the playoffs because anything can happen. But, Chris, you know, at the end of the day, 
I also kind of would like rather let's go back to the drawing board. You know what I mean? Sure, I don't want to go into sure. the playoffs and get beat down and, and sure. lose. I you know, so it's an interesting thing for me. Um, but uh, you know, I, I mean, we were in the division for most of the season and we had that three game skid, you know, three, four game skid in the month of November. Yeah. And that really put us in a bad spot. Um, we, we lost games that we probably should have won. Um, you know, and and but that just goes to show in the NFL wins are paramount yeah, um, yeah and, absolutely uh, you know we were we were just talking about it a little bit before we started this and you know there's there's teams in the AFC there's a 10 win team out there that is not going to make the playoffs and currently that it's Indianapolis true. that's out of the playoff picture and they have a winning record yeah yeah Guaranteed. and so you know I, I mean that's just you know that's nuts so, like I said, wins are paramount, and you know, playing your division, all that kind of stuff. As you're well aware, you know, you, you got to win those games. And oh yeah, you got to put up a fight, and uh, you know. So yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm curious to see. I'm, I want us to win just for the sake of winning. Oh and it's sure, the Rams. Of yeah. Uh, but you know, uh, I, there's part of me that's like, yeah, let's just, let's just, you know, let's call it a day and uh, come back next season stronger and better and 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 continue to improve our roster. But Fair enough. you yeah. know, yeah, that's where I'm at. Okay. I think, you know, either way, your team is in a good position for the future, obviously, with Kyler 100%. under his rookie, you know, contract, D-Hop coming over with the trade, uh, you know, the the talent's there. There's there's plenty to build off of. So maybe we'll we'll get a little, you know, win one for the Fitz here one last time. Uh, yeah. I know Larry yeah. Fitz might yeah. be his last chance to get in a playoff game. As a Packers fan, I want the Cardinals in because I think the Cardinals would give the Saints a heck of a game if that would be the matchup we would get, the two versus seven matchup. And I want all those other teams in the NFC to be tested by the time they have to come to Lambeau. Now, granted, Green Bay needs to win as well. You know, yeah. we, we're not quite, don't, don't quite have it wrapped up. It was a nice showing on Sunday night against Tennessee, a team that's physical, that can run the ball, a team that you would expect to be a tough team in the snow. And we were more physical than they were, and it, it really wasn't much of a game. So that was nice to see after the week prior, Green Bay was really not able to finish a game off against Carolina, a much better Tennessee team. That's physical, that can run the ball with Derrick Henry, has a better quarterback. Dude's a beast. We finished that game off beautifully. So that, as Packer fans, is definitely what we want to see. Going to make all these warm weather teams have to come up through Lambeau and the snow. We've already got snow on the tundra here. It's December, so that's a good sign. That's what we want. We need to take care of business, though, and beat the Bears. Of course, there's still a scenario where if both the Saints and Seahawks were to win, uh, that the Saints could get the top spot. And, of course, if the Seahawks were to win, Saints were to lose, and we were to lose as well, the Seahawks could pass us as well. The worst that we would end up is the two spot, but with this position, we can go to Chicago, beat our rivals, knock them out of the playoffs, and wrap up the one seed. I mean, what more could you want for a <laughs> Packers fan to end your season that way? So, yeah. you know, let's build off of it. Let's hopefully we can get it done. Honestly, I don't think the Bears would challenge either the Seahawks or the Saints. I just don't think they're good enough offensively. But your Cardinals, on the other hand, I think would would make both of those games very entertaining sure. for either of those teams. So, um, And then one other note on your game, of course. Uh, yesterday, Jared Goff had thumb surgery and yeah. apparently is going to be out. So you're gonna we're going to have a guy named John Wolford who's starting out of Wake Forest. I, I don't know much about him, to be honest. Uh, he, no pressure, kid. Yeah, right. You know, you, all you have to do is win this game to get your team in the playoffs. So, 
going to be interesting. Um, you know, obviously the quarterback matchup favoring your Cardinals for this one for yeah. sure. But what a weird NFL season. If we know anything, it's definitely not to expect a win because I'm pretty sure Browns fans probably felt like they had a win in the Bay going into this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Could wrap up a playoff spot and instead... The Jets beat them. Oh, Mikey, the Browns. Ouch, just ouch, just ouch, when ouch. we think we've got the Browns figured out and we can celebrate, now they're in a little bit of a, a situation. Yeah. What did you make from that loss? Yeah, you know, um, uh, yeah, ouch. <laughs> um, you know, I'm, I'm just I'm scrolling here on uh, CBSSports.com and looking at the scenarios in which Cleveland can clinch a playoff berth. And Chris... So what's so funky about football, man? Um, there's eight different scenarios in which Cleveland can make the playoffs. And uh, name me another sport that's as complicated as that. Right. Um, you know, but bottom line, their number one opportunity to clinch a playoff berth, they have to win. And, yeah. um, you know, that's much like uh, and much, much, most of these teams. Bottom line is, is you got to win the game. Yeah. Bottom line. Yep. You, you can't. There's no... There's no, uh, uh, you know, um, tiptoeing around it. And, yep. and not only that, you're playing, uh, you know, you're playing at home, but you're playing Pittsburgh. Yeah. This is not, you're, you're not playing, you know, the Jets again. You're, you're not playing Las Vegas. You, you know, you're not playing a, a crappy, you know, team. You're playing a good team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. And so, you know, you, you know, that's not a position. Again, kind of like Arizona, you, that's not a position you want to be no, in. And, no. you know, kind of, uh, same thing with the, your Packers or anything like that. You don't want to be in these situations where you've been the best team in the NFC. You've been one of the best teams in the AFC in regards to, to, to Cleveland. And now you have the opportunity to not... Make the playoffs? Yeah. That's just bonkers, like that. man. Yep. Yep. So, uh, you know, now granted, the Colts have to lose, and they've got almost as many scenarios in which they can go to the playoffs. It's only six. But, you yeah. know, I, I mean, it, that's – you, you got to win the game. and got to win, yeah. You know, or Indiana has to lose. So you're, you're hoping – you're keeping your fingers crossed a little bit. Um, you know, but – I don't know, man. I, I just, I, I, I don't know. Um, you know, and, and Indianapolis is playing at home against Jacksonville. I was just going to say, I mean, if the Colts lose to the Jaguars, who, by the way, have wrapped up the number one pick uh, and mo- most likely going to gonna be for. Trevor Lawrence, nothing to play for. The Colts are way more talented. I mean, running back, quarterback, wide receiver. There's no business. The Colts have no business losing this game. In fact, if the Colts were to win this game by one possession, that's still they have no business. They they should just blow this team off the field. So, I'm with you, man. I think the Browns have you, you got to win. I don't think you can count on the Colts losing to this horrible Jaguars. Team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, know. especially when their playoff you know hopes are completely tied to this win. Yep. I yep. mean, so you 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 know if you're a Cleveland fan, I'm sorry, man. Like. I, I think you're you're going to be that 10-win team knocked out. Unfortunately, yeah. Uh, it, and you make a good point. that The game with the Steelers is going to be tough. Pittsburgh is still playing for something. Now, granted, they are locked in along with the Bills. It's either going to be the two or the three seed. Right now, the Steelers would be the three because the Bills beat them. So, you know, Pittsburgh can move up one spot if the Bills lose to the Dolphins and they win. 
Um, and obviously vice versa, the Bills can slide back one spot to the three spot. So the Steelers are still playing for something. It's not a buy like in previous seasons. So how motivated are they? Look, a chance to knock out the Browns from the playoffs, I'm sure is motivation enough for the Steelers yeah, to come out. Sure. A gangbusters ready to play. So that's going to be tough. I mean, you know, you look, the Dolphins probably have the next toughest game having to play at, at Buffalo for that one. Mm -hmm. With Buffalo, of course, like we just mentioned, still playing to wrap up the two seeds. So um, it, two really competitive games that are going to go a long way to figuring out, you know, who is going to represent the AFC in the playoffs. I mean, the Ravens, I would think, are going to be in just by virtue of the fact they're playing the Bengals. Um, again, the Bengals, of course, you know, they've come on a little bit lately, too. Yeah, so you yeah. never know. But, um, you know, great points, Mikey, right? It's kind of crazy when you look at this AFC that one of these teams, one of these really good football teams with 10 wins already is not going to make the playoffs. Yeah. But you're going to have a team possibly with a 6-10 and 10 record, definitely with a 7-9 and nine record that's going to win the NFC East. Oh, man, that's crazy. The Cowboys are still alive over there. Oh, man. Just some some really interesting stuff going on. Let me ask you, Mikey. Yeah. I want to touch Shoot. on that, that, you know, just horrendous division, the NFC least right now. But what do you think? What do you, Who do you think is going to win that division? The scenario, of course, right now is if the football team beats the Eagles, they will be in. But the problem is the football team just cut the guy that started at quarterback the last two games, Dwayne Haskins. He's not even on yeah. the team anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so if they lose, it's the winner of the Giants and the Cowboys. That game is in Dallas. Uh, Mikey. Yeah. Who's winning that division? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, um, let's see here. Are there any peewee football teams available? Um, you know, right? <laughs> I, 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 you, oh, God. Um, um, I, uh, uh, well, it's not going to be Philly. Um, you know, I don't know. I think it comes down to between right. Washington and Dallas. Yeah, I think um, so. You, you know, the consp <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> the conspiracy theorist in me says it's going to be Dallas because <laughs> right. You know, I mean, Jerry Anything Jones pumped a hell of a lot yeah. of money in there, and yeah. any chance to get his team on a national TV game, uh, you know, he, he he's. He's going to do it. And, uh, yep. you know, so I don't know. I, I think it's going to be Dallas. I mean, like you said, you know, Washington just cut their quarterback, um, you know, for, for violating COVID protocols. Um, you know, and they had to make an example of him. I mean, and he didn't play great. Um, no, he's you know, so, just not been good. I, you know, I mean, I can't fault them. I mean, they had to set Neither. a precedent. And, yep. you know, I, I think that there is something to be said for that. You know, and, and you, you, Washington put emphasis on the health of their team, their franchise, their, you know, their, their fans by making that call. And yep. you know what I mean? And, and JJ Watt just had this wonderful, beautiful post game rant, um, the other yesterday, um, about, you know, we, it doesn't matter if we're four and 11, you know, whatever we suck. You got to go out there. You got a job to do. Yeah. People pay a yeah. lot of money to watch us on TV yeah. to come to our games. And you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter yeah. if we suck. Like, if you don't like it, don't be here. Mm -hmm. And I think that Washington sent that message, you know, and, and yeah, I think that was a valuable message. Like, it doesn't Absolutely. matter. He'll probably get an opportunity somewhere else. Absolutely. But, 
you know, that's just the way that football works. That's the way any sport works. And, yep. and you know, until you've exhausted all of your chances, a la Antonio Brown, <laughs> you know, like you, you, you're going to find yourself on a roster somewhere. Um, but I think Dallas ends up winning just just out of virtue that it's Dallas. I mean, no, who wants to see Washington football team in the playoffs? Yeah. You know, <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. Not that either one of those teams is going to do anything. I um, agree, yeah. Which, which just, yeah. again, that sucks that if you're a Browns fan, if you're a Colts fan, and you potentially lose out on the playoffs to a team in that division that should just be completely excommunicated from football this season. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, there's right. just there's no way about it, dude. But I think Dallas wins. I don't know, man. That's just a crapshoot. Ah, I, I agree, Dallas. right? I mean, we, we've talked about this division the last few weeks, and a couple weeks ago it was Washington. I mean, it was the Giants for a while. They were on a winning streak. Daniel Jones came back, and now the Giants look terrible. I mean, they can't move the ball. They, they, they were hot there. They were on a nice win streak. Looked like they were going to be the team. Instead, the Cowboys are now on a win streak. You know, the football team doesn't have a quarterback. I don't know. I, I don't think Alex Smith is going to be able to play this weekend. If he is, that changes things, of course. But it doesn't seem that way. So they're going to roll out a guy who's just never really played quarterback. You look at the Eagles, and yeah, they lost by substantial margin to the Cowboys. But Jalen Hurts is playing good, and the Eagles are playing better football than they have. Uh, like we just mentioned, the Giants seem to be now back on the downswing instead of the upswing where the Cowboys are on a winning streak. And honestly, they're playing their best football of the season. I mean, they did hold Philly to 17 points. This was a defense that throughout most of the season, I mean, you and I could have threw for 400 yards on him, Mike. That, that's highly how doubt, highly doubtful, but yeah, <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, so I'm with you. I, I, I think the Cowboys are going to end up as a division champ. And look, like you pointed out, all this really is, is you're, you're, the winner is going to play Tampa Bay. That's that's already yeah. etched in. So the winner is going to play Tampa. So congratulations, you get to play Tom Brady and company. I mean, granted, it'll be at home, but, uh, you know. You're still going up against yeah, Tom Brady. Yeah, good luck winning that game. So um, there you go, guys. You heard it first. Balls and Beards podcast. Dallas Cowboys are going to be the NFC East champions. Flip and then they're going to get their butts kicked by the Buccaneers. So, anywho, uh, you know, uh, before we wrap up the NFL coverage, yeah. want to touch on the MVP race again. Yeah. Uh, it's been pretty much a two-horse race here, especially over the last three or four weeks for sure. Uh, Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes and a little touch up on the numbers after this past week's games Rodgers, of course had a big game sunday night four more touchdown passes one pick uh, mahomes and the chiefs got the win although they did not look particularly good against the falcons mahomes two touchdowns one pick so um got it done not quite you know on par with what we normally see out of patty but Looking at the numbers, I think Rodgers has wrapped this award up, especially when you look at the fact that Chiefs don't need to play for anything this Sunday, so it would be surprising to see them play their starters for the entire game. They already have the best record in the NFL. They yeah. already have the one seed wrapped up in the AFC, but looking at it, Rodgers, after this past weekend's games, he's thrown for 4,059 yards, leads the NFL with 44 touchdown passes, wow. only five picks. He's uh, career best right now, 70.3% completion percentage. He leads the NFL in quarterback rating, 119.4. In fact, he's closing in on his own NFL single season record he set back in 2011 of 122.5. 
depending how things go against the Bears, maybe he breaks that record. And then he also leads the league in QBR at 83.9. You compare that with Patty Mahomes, he leads the league in passing yards at 4,740. 38 touchdowns, 6 picks, 66.3% completion percentage, 108.2 rating, and 82.7 QBR. All really good numbers, but Rodgers is better in all of those categories. Um, you look at it, and I mean, Aaron's playing the best of his career in this long storied career. So I think I think he's wrapped it up. I think you got to give the MVP to him. Uh, Mahomes definitely, I think, is your second place guy. But based off of those numbers and, and just, you know, the demolition of a very good Tennessee team the other night, I think Aaron has wrapped up that award. Um, of course, his buddy Devontae Adams has been a big part of that. I yeah. want to mention real quick um, something that he was able to accomplish in that Sunday night game. Adams became the first player in NFL history now to have five games in one season where he caught 10-plus balls, 120-plus yards, and for at least one touchdown in five games. That hasn't been done in NFL history. That's pretty impressive. He's third in the league in catches with 109. Uh, He's got 1,328 yards and leads the league with 17 touchdown receptions, and he's done it in just 13 games. So two less games. Uh, he leads the league 102.2 yards per game. So had he had those other two games, he would probably be leading the league in receptions and yardage as well. So pretty impressive. And then the last thing I want to touch on is even though the Chiefs have been winning some football games, Mikey, yeah, they have not really been looking all that impressive. You know, I, yeah. we, we talked about it a little bit before we went on, but Believe it or not, this team has not covered a spread since November 1st, a 35-9 home victory over the lowly Jets at that point. The Jets all of a sudden are winning games, but believe it or not, guys, that was the last time the Chiefs covered a spread. Their last seven games have went like this, a two-point win over a 5-10 Panthers team, a four-point win over the Raiders, who have since lost to everybody and have played themselves out of the playoffs, a three-point win over Tampa, a six-point win over the lowly Broncos, a six-point win over the Dolphins, a three-point win over the Saints, and then, of course, this past Sunday's three-point win over the Falcons. Over those last seven games, yes, they've won all seven, but their point, their margin of victory is only 3.85 points. The combined record of those opponents is 52-53, in 53, so just a 495 winning percentage. And Patrick Mahomes in his last three games, seven touchdowns, four picks. Ouch. Not quite as good. So, you know, I know I mentioned it, but this is almost eerily similar to what Green Bay did the year after they won the Super Bowl in 2011. They went 15-1 that year. They actually started 13-0. They didn't lose until they went to Kansas City and played a Chiefs team that only had two wins, and they got beat that game. Uh, actually got Romeo Cronell the job and, and, and lost the interim tag for the, the Chiefs back then. But it, it pointed out a blueprint to be able to beat the Packers. They were stumbling at the end of the year. They were blowing teams out at the beginning of the year. And what happened? We, ha- we sat guys the last week because we didn't need to play anybody. We had the first round bye, and then we got beat by the Giants at home. Looked very sloppy in a divisional home yeah. loss. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm look, I is that gonna happen to the Chiefs? I'm not sure, but I can tell you this. You're gonna have to play a lot better to beat the Steelers, to beat the Bills, to beat really any of these 10-win teams that you're gonna have to play in the playoffs. Yeah. I'm a little worried about the Chiefs being a little rusty going into the playoffs, Mikey. What, Dude, what do you think? Yeah, you know, um, you know, we, we were kind of talking about this uh, a little bit ago. You know, there's, you know, I, it's really tough to say, you know, as a fan, just in general, uh, you know, do you want your team winning close games because it shows that they have the, the metal, the mental fortitude to be able to, you know, win these close games and make the plays down the stretch to be able to, you know, whether it's the offensive play or the defensive play. You know, you want to know that you have that defensive medal and you have, you're mentally sharp to be able to win those games. Yep. On the flip side, you know, there's something inherently uh, uh, satisfying about blowing teams out. And regardless of their record, right. you know, you, you want to know and you want to send a message to your fans and you want to send a message to the rest of the league that like, yo, we're, we're legit. We're going to blow these teams out by double digits. Um you know, and, and we'll touch a little bit on that in a later segment um, in basketball. But, you know, I, I don't know, man. I, I'd be worried. I mean, especially given the numbers that you just talked about with the amount of picks that this high, that Mahomes has in comparison to touchdown passes. I mean, you know, that's not the way that you win football games. And you, you know, we've talked about this in, in, in any sport. You don't want to be going into the playoffs just... Get squeaking by, I don't Excellent think. Yeah, you know, and even looking back to even week one, you know, outside of uh, you know uh, October twenty fifth game against Denver, where you blew them out forty three to sixteen, the Jets who were still winless at the time, and you blew yep. them out thirty five to nine. Even going into week nine against Carolina, you only won thirty three thirty one. Yeah, exactly. So, you know what I mean? And, yeah, the Jets, everybody was blowing out the Jets yeah, up until they were, a couple yeah. weeks ago. Yeah, yeah um, absolutely. You know, you lost to Vegas where you allowed them to put up 40 points on your allegedly vaunted defense. Yeah. You know, yeah. You, you... At home. And, and then, yeah. you know, like you said, the last seven games, outside <laughs> of the game against Denver where you, you allowed less than 20 points, there's only two games out of those seven where the defense held an opponent under 20 points. And, and otherwise, Vegas, you, they put up 31 on you. They hung 31 on yep. you. Tampa Bay put up 24 on you, which on a Tam, Tom Brady-led <laughs> team, you would have thought that that's enough to win the game. Sure. Uh, you put up, you allowed Miami to score 27 points. You allowed the Saints to score 29 points. Yep. So it's not like your defense, it's not like these are low-scoring games. These are high-scoring right. games. Right, right. Yep. And, good point. you know, <laughs> in, in basketball, that's not a sign of a good defense. No. And, and, you know, whether they're bored, whether they're just chomping at the bit for the playoffs, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. You know, if you're, if you like you said, you, you got the Buffalo Bills that... Yes, you beat them in week six. Great. Yeah. That's not the same football team no, that exists now. No, very much. Um, you know, yep. you you haven't played Pittsburgh at all no. this season. No. So it's not like you have a great track record against potential playoff opponents. Yes, you've got New Orleans that you recently played. You've got Miami. Absolutely. You do have sure. Tampa Bay from a few <clears throat> weeks ago. But your biggest competition is probably going to be Buffalo or the Steelers. And... 
Buffalo is playing great football. Buffalo is playing The Steelers very good. are yeah. not a team. Yes, they've had a little, little bit of a lull at the end of their season, and we touched on that last week, week before yep. last, whatever it was. But come on, man. Like, you don't want to be going up against this. And again, that defense, you've got, we talked about this, what was the last week, man? Yeah. You've it was. got lots of video evidence now of how you can potentially exactly. beat this team. Now, again, Patty Mahomes, he's not a he's not a pocket quarterback. He's not a guy that you can contain and you know right, he's gonna right. make plays. Yeah. He's gonna do things. Absolutely. Clearly, this team offensively is ridiculous. However, again, that defense, eh. You know, I mean, you're not. I agree. You're 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 in bottom half in rushing defense. Your passing defense is ranked 11th, and your overall defense is ranked 16th. You are a middle of the pack defense. Middle of the pack defense in in yes. the NFL. And while your offense is currently ranked in passing uh, and first overall ranking. But your rushing offense sucks at 15th. Yeah. So you know, if you can force this team to put it on the ground. And not allow Patty Mahomes to put it in the air. Yeah. yeah. You've got a chance to beat this yeah. team. Yes, I'm do. no football savant, but I can just look at those numbers and, you know, say, yeah, I could probably, you know, yep. maybe figure out how to beat this team. Yeah, and I agree. So I, I think that there's, you know, certainly things to be worried about with that squad, um, you know, and and I I don't know, man. I, I just, I don't like it. Yeah. I, don't, I don't like it. So you contrast that, right, with the team that you touched on, uh, the Buffalo Bills. And yeah. if I'm a Chiefs fan, look, I this is a team I don't want to play because, as you pointed out, what teams are, are peaking? What teams are playing their best going yeah. into the playoffs? You could argue not Pittsburgh, although they rallied for a huge win. To, they, were, they were getting their butts handed to them again by the Colts at halftime. I, I'm pretty sure Tomlin lit into those guys in the yeah. locker room and said, hey, you're wearing the black and gold. You got to effing play like it. Let's go do it. And yeah. they got it done. They turned yeah. in a great second half. But that was one half. So we've seen the Steelers play one good half over the last four or five games of football. So we're going to need more than that. But you look at Buffalo. And if I'm the Chiefs, look, that's the team I don't want to play right now. Because you look at Buffalo, since the, the Hill-Murray loss, right, to, to your Cardinals, Mikey. Yeah. yeah. If you take that one pass out, by the way, Buffalo would be on a nine-game winning streak. Yeah. But they lost that game. But since that loss, their five games since then, beat the Chargers by 10, beat the 49ers by 10, beat the Steelers by 11, beat the Broncos by 29, and absolutely annihilated the Patriots last night by 29, 38-9. You talked about defense and giving yeah. up points in those five games. They gave up 17 to the Chargers, 24 to the 49ers, only 15 to the Steelers, 19 to the Broncos, and only nine points last night yeah. to the Pats. So four out of those five games under 20 points. And you look at that margin of victory, 17.8 points over the last five games. Yes, the combined record of the competition is also under 500 at just 35 and 40. But not not that much worse than what the Chiefs yeah. have seen cumulatively yeah. over their last seven. So all of a sudden they're playing better. The knock on the Bills earlier in the year was their defense wasn't playing that good. In particular, not able to stop the run. You just pointed out Kansas City's a middle of the road team running the ball. Buffalo's bread and butters their front seven get after the quarterback and play pass defense. And look. They play in snow and cold weather. Going to Kansas City is not going to be a big home field advantage when you're talking about playing a Pittsburgh or a Buffalo. Yeah. 
who play in that same kind of thing. So while you might look at it and say, hey, the Chiefs, they have the home field and all that, it, it, it's not as big of a scenario if you're going to be playing those teams. Granted, yeah. you, you know, the Colts being a dome team, maybe uh, if you play them, but I, I, you look at it right now, and there's one team, and it's Buffalo that is peaking right now. They play the Dolphins, of course. That's a big game. They're yeah. still playing to wrap up the two seeds. So if they can beat the Dolphins, who, of course, have looked like a playoff football team for most of the year, and they're they're playing really well right now. Yeah, that was my pick to get into the playoffs. There you go. Um, you know, you talk about a team that I don't want to play if, if I'm the Chiefs. It's Buffalo right now because they are peaking. And they're looking good, and I'm telling you, ah, yeah. that 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 could be one heck of a game if that's what we end up getting. So. Yeah. Well, and I just want to point out too, you know, we're we're talking about defense, and yes, yeah. as much as the the Steelers have slipped in terms of, you know, and you, they picked up this big win, like you said yesterday. Yeah. Big win. But look, yep. they're top ten in defensive rating across the board. There you go. You know, their their rushing defense is currently ranked eighth in in the NFL. There you go. Their passing defense is ranked third. And their overall defense is ranked number two in the yeah, NFL. Yeah, yeah. And then that's cumulative for the season. I mean, granted, right, that's right. not necessarily been the case, obviously, you know, the last few games or whatever. But, you know, you're absolutely right. And so these are teams that are going to, you know, they're going to they're gonna make the Chiefs work for it. And, yeah. you know, again, the Chiefs won last year. They kind of caught people a little off guard. They kind of were a little surprised. Kind of a dark horse, I guess you could say, to some degree. I don't think a lot of people anticipated them winning everything. But, like, now they've got the target on their back. Now, you know, granted, you've seen this in basketball. You see this in football. Um, you know, the Spurs were notorious for this kind of thing. You know, granted, the, the Chiefs have the best record in the NFL, but... You know, some teams historically have been able to just kind of flip that proverbial switch yeah. come playoff time. You're right, you're right. And, you know, you've got an extra week to prepare with the bye. You've got all these different things. You know, and, and, and you know, who knows? Maybe you go up against this team and you absolutely demolish the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, or, you right. know, that yeah, defense yeah. decides like, yep. oh, yeah, I guess the season starts now. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they start playing. So, right. who knows? But at the same time, you know, you want to be fine-tuning things. And... The stats don't lie. The numbers don't lie. This, the the Chiefs' defense is 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 something that uh, uh, an eighty year old Ben Roethlisberger can can you know do some damage against, um, especially with their their receiving core and whatnot. You know, I, I yeah, I just you know, like you said, pointed out with the Bills, you're just you're not if you're a Chiefs fan, you don't you don't like that. Yeah, no. you don't. You, I I would certainly not feel comfortable. You know, the AFC has been the more dominant conference without a doubt this season. And, you know, you don't want to be going up against one of these squads yeah. come playoff time. You just don't. Especially with the week by. And they have to play, so they get to stay fine-tuned. And, you know, you can simulate all you want in practice. You can do all that kind of stuff. That doesn't matter. As soon as you step between them lines, man, it's a completely different ball game. And, you know, Mike Tomlin, you know, he, he's he's a great coach. And, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, uh, so who knows? Uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's going to be interesting to see. Absolutely, absolutely. So we still have quite a bit to be decided this weekend in the NFL. Generally yeah. speaking, we know the teams that are still alive, but where they're going to be seated and actually who's going to be in, especially in the NFC, um, is very much you know up for grabs with a yeah. couple spots there. So a lot to look forward to. Of course, you know next week we will touch on the bracket. We'll we'll yeah. we'll, we'll recap the games, of course, and what the playoffs are going to be looking like. Looking ahead to that. 
Um, with that being said, yeah. we also had a big week for the uh, NBA, of yeah, course. Yeah, you know, NBA tipped of off. NBA, we, yeah. NBA action. We we had a, a nice full day of uh, Christmas Day games and yeah. everything. Mikey, there was a, a lot to unpack from this first week in the NBA season. We we had some record-breaking losses. We've we've yeah. got some surprises if you look <clears throat> at the standings. Mikey, I want to turn it over to you yep. and have you, you know, dive in. I know you've got some great content here oh. recapping this first week. I want you to jump in. You know, bring us up to date. What what has happened in the NBA so far in this young 2021 yeah, NBA season? Yeah, so, um, you know, uh, if the playoffs started right now after, <laughs> uh, you know, three, four games. And thank goodness they don't. Yeah, thank God they don't. Uh, your Bucks and my Lakers would not be in the playoffs. Um, you know, and, but I, I think, um, you know, one of the things that you have to keep in mind is that, um, you know, for teams like the Lakers, uh, in particular, or, or even the Miami heat, um, you have teams that, you know, 70, almost 80 days ago, were still playing basketball. And so I think that, you know, for a lot of teams that went deep in the bubble, that went deep in the playoffs, that had roster changes, I think that, you know, you are seeing the ramifications of that. You're seeing, you know, Frank Vogel for the Lakers has talked about, you know, he's going to mess with lineups this first month of the season. He's going to, you know, experiment because he didn't get a full training camp. He didn't get a full eight game preseason. There were four games in the preseason, two games of which, you know, you did not play uh, LeBron or AD, so you know you're gonna have uh, you're gonna have some some adjustments. You're, you're gonna lose. The Lakers just dropped one last night to a very good you know Portland Trailblazer squad. Um, you know Gary Trent Jr. went off on the Lakers, and you know Dennis Schroeder showed you know what he's bringing to the table, and one of the biggest reasons why you know that dude is in you know talks to sign an extension with the Lakers. So I, I think, you know, that there's there's no cause for concern. Uh, you know, Chris Middleton for your Bucks, he's leading that team in scoring, which yeah, you know, yeah, that's you, been nice. That's that's yeah. huge to see, you know, him take that step up while, you know, Giannis kind of works his way back in. Yeah. You know, there's some surprises and you know, it's early in the season, so it's not necessarily something that's going to obviously hold the course. You have four teams currently uh all in the Eastern Conference that are undefeated, and it is the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Orlando Magic, the Indiana Pacers, and the Atlanta Hawks. Um, just like we predicted, just right? Yeah, like yeah. everyone and their mom <laughs> predicted. Uh, you know, the Brooklyn Nets are sitting at two and two. Uh, granted, they they sat uh, Kyrie and, and Kevin Durant yesterday in the in the uh, Milwaukee or not Milwaukee the uh, Memphis Grizzlies game where John Morant uh, unfortunately hurt himself. Yeah, awaiting MRI results today. Yeah. Uh, Godspeed to you, Ja. Hope you're not gone very long uh, yeah. or out very many games. Um, you know, but, uh, you know, it, it's it's not, again, it's so early in the season. You, there's no trends. There's there's nothing to really kind of look exactly. at and, and yeah. delve deep into. But having said that, you know, the, the, new, the Brooklyn Nets, they lost Spencer Dinwiddie uh, the other day. He had a par- partially torn ACL. He's going to be out for the season. Um, that hurts their that that hurts their team. That hurts um, what they're trying to do. Obviously, they're going to try and have a next man up mentality, and you know, Karis LeVert's going to have to carry a little bit more uh, of the weight 
of that, along with obviously Kyrie and KD. Um, you know, allegedly they're kind of still on the market for another scoring guard, another guy to go out there and, you know, kind of replace what Spencer did. Um, but, you know, that doesn't hurt them a whole hell of a lot. Um, you know, Boston in need of a playmaker. Uh, you know, they can't they can't wait to get Kemba Walker back because that offense, you know, without Kemba, they don't have a lot of shot creators. Um, you know, a lot of their... A lot of their guys are one-on-one guys, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, you know, they're players that you get the ball to, they don't give the ball, Um, so that offense, when it's not out and running, is stagnant, and, you know, but Brad Stevens will figure that out. Um, You know, I'm a little surprised at Washington being 0-3, you know, Russell Westbrook has already put up a triple-double in one of those three games, Um, you know, that's a little surprising, but their their record, you know, their... um, their games have not been against, you know, teams that were, uh, you know, exactly, you know, bad teams. I mean, you know, they lost uh, to Orlando, who's a playoff caliber team. Well, not exciting. They are a playoff caliber sure. team. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, I, I mean, it, it's it's nothing. I, I don't think that that, again, I don't think that's anything to worry about. Now, speaking of worry, and we were kind of touched on this a little bit, um, you know, in our in our football segment. Um, you know, and there was some history made over the course of the weekend. <laughs> yes, there was. Um, you know, the Clippers losing by 51 points to the Dallas Mavericks. That wasn't the history-making part. That was that was franchise history. They, they, right. The Clippers, yes. in all of their dysfunction over the decades that they've been the Clippers, they've never lost by that many, which I'm going to say is oddly weird that for as bad as they have been, that they've never lost by at least that many. (laughs) Yeah, I know. But needless to say, this year they have championship aspirations (laughs) once again, and you drop a game to the Dallas Mavericks. Your, you know, pick for the number two seed in the West by 51 points. If the history-making part was the halftime score, which was 77-27, to which is the largest halftime deficit in shot clock era NBA history, which is absolutely bonkers. And, you know, I hate to just kind of, you know, rain on the parade of the Clippers, uh, but, you know, Luka by himself assisted or scored 44 points of the, you know, of the final margin, which was 124 for the um, Dallas Mavericks. The Clippers starters, now granted, they did not have Kawhi Leonard, who sat out because of his busted chops, but... They only had 41 total points. So Luca assisted or scored more points by himself than the, than the entire starting unit wow. by the Clippers. Now, wow. you know, the, the interesting thing there is, is, you know, I think back to the game again against the Dallas Mavericks where Kobe scored 62 points to 61 points for the Mavericks Yeah. Uh, after three quarters. Um, and, you know, Kobe by himself outscored the outscored entire Mavs the entire team. team yeah. uh, the Lakers went on to win that game. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, that's bonkers. And, you know, you've got the martyr Paul George coming out and saying, this loss is on me and, you know, yada, yada, yada. You know, Ty Lue is talking about how they were flat on both sides of the basketball. I'm sorry, man. Like, if you're a Clipper fan, and I know a lot of them, that's not a game. Yes, you could probably pass that off because it was yeah. such a bad rollout. Right, right. But you only scored seventy, or you only scored 27 points in a half. 
And you know, you you I, I hate to harp on this, but you've got a Pat Beverly over there doing all his shenanigans and whatnot and all of his bluster and those kinds of things, Chris. But that's not the way you want to lose, and that's not the way you want to. That's no Definitely one wants to not. lose that. No, way. let's be real. But no like, way. no one. That is just not. I don't know how you can look at that game. And there's going to be analysts out there and talking heads out there, Chris, that are going to walk, look at that and be like, "Y'all, this is a fluke. This is not the Clipper squad." Blah blah blah. I don't care. Like that's embarrassing. Yeah. Um, that is not what you want to see. And again. I did preface the whole NBA talk about, like, there's been no preseason to speak of. Right. you lost yeah. in the second yeah. round. Yeah. You had almost a full month month or so to be able to rest your bodies, get yeah. your practice in, do what you've got to do. And it's not like you were lo- you're losing, you, you lost a bunch of pieces. You, you have a lot of your squad that you brought back last year. You're not trying to integrate a yeah. bunch of pieces. Yeah. Yeah, you've got a new coaching staff. I get all that, but, like... You lost by 51. Yeah. Your pride, your defense, for all of the bluster of a Pat Beverly, for all of the shenanigans and and, and mouth-moving of a Paul George, you got your ass beat. Handed Badly. to you. Yeah, in record-setting fashion, so, as you So, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm not sitting here raising any alarms, but that's just embarrassing. And, you know, the Lakers just blew the Mavs out in the Christmas Day game, where yes. it was just a, yeah. a day of blowouts across well, yeah, the board. Yeah, you're right, all the way across the board. Uh, and the yeah, Mavs responded time. by yeah. blowing out the Clippers. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I don't want to say, are they a pretender or are they a contender with the Clippers, but that's not the way you want to lose, especially to a team that you may have to play in the playoffs. That's just not how you want to go about it. What do you think, man? What are your thoughts? Um, I, I agree. Uh, you know... Normally, of course, you know, we'd all be like, yeah, all right, it's three games into the season, all of the factors that you've pointed out, the the, the shortened preseason, all the different things, you, you wouldn't read too much into it. But the fact with the way we've, of course, discussed it many times, how this team exited the playoffs and the offseason moves, Ty Lue coming in as coach, everything we've talked about, the Paul George contract, it's just... Look, this isn't the Knicks, this isn't the Cavs, this isn't a team that was expected to be bad. This was a team that is expected to contend for an NBA title, and teams that contend for NBA titles just don't lose by 51 points. I'm sorry, they don't. They just don't. That doesn't happen. Um, Usually, at least in today's NBA, so... I don't know, but if this is what's going to happen when Kawhi has to sit out a game, that's not looking too good because we know he load manages. And granted, this was a a legitimate injury that he was out for, of course, the other day. But uh, uh, it's not a good early look, you know. And and it's like you said. I mean, the Mavs were coming off getting beat pretty badly by the Lakers on Christmas Day, so it's not like the Mavs that came out and were the most efficient team in the NBA through their first two games. They. They got a bounce back win, but it, it's just, it's such a shock to see that for a team that has so many good players. Yeah. And yeah, you know, one guy was out, I get it, but that's the NBA today, guys. You go around and almost every team's missing at least one guy for every game, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. pretty close. So uh, it's just, it's just from the fact that you don't see that happen with a contender. I don't know. I mean, it's early enough in the season, at least where they can move forward from this. And I'm sure they're not going to dwell on it. I think it's one of those things I, I'm sure Ty Lu said, we're not even going to look at tape. We're just going to forget yeah. about this and go back to work and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, if it happens again, 
watch out because they, you know, those are the kind of losses that can be really, really detrimental to a locker room and yeah. to try to get some positive mojo going for a franchise and, and a team after their collapse needs to have some positive mojo. Let's be honest here. Yeah. So I know they won their first two games, so maybe maybe uh you know reading into it too much but i don't know when you lose by 51 i, I don't and and you only see you're down 50 at halftime i don't think you can read too yeah, much into bonkers. that i that, mean that's... i checked i checked the score and you know it was 66 to like 17 or whatever yeah bonkers like that it was at one point in time and it's like wait a minute yeah like that's in the second quarter like that you know that i i thought it was a typo i thought it was just someone screwing around you know oh, yeah right yeah kind of thing. yeah and you know that's just that's that's bonkers and you know it's again that's a that's a conference rival that's you know somebody that's a team that you're going to be competing with for playoff seating um you know and and the mavericks yeah i mean rick carlisle is a great coach we touched on that yeah Um, you know luca is you know the vegas favorite to to win mvp so obviously you know he he proved what his medal is and no one showed up for the Clippers. And again, you know, I hate to harp on it, man, but like if if Paul George is going to continue going out there and say stupid things, yeah. and he can't continue to back it up, yeah. then all of that talk last year, you know, about people not supporting him, that's going to continue haunting that guy. Yeah, I agree. Even with that I contract agree. extension, man. Yep. Like, you know, people, our team's going to be, is he going to be a recruiter? Is Kawhi Leonard at the end of this season, again, you know, I hate to say it, I don't want to be doomsday. I'm sorry, Clipper fans, if you're listening, please continue to listen. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's just, it, it, it's really tough to say. And, and you know, it, it's, I, I don't know exactly what it is, but I, I switching topics up just a smidge. Yeah, you know, of course. I, we, yeah. Got some, we got some relatively breaking news. Uh, the 3-0 and Cleveland Cavaliers are going to be without Kevin Love for at least three weeks. Oh, wow. Okay, um, Dude's yeah. already hurt um, uh, after a handful of games, you know, less than a handful of games in the season. He's going to be out uh, with a right calf strain. Uh, he's going to be re- reevaluated in about three to four weeks. So, you know, even though that young core of Darius Garland and Colin Sexton, who Larry Nance Jr. has dubbed Sexland um, <laughs> as their nickname, uh, you know, they've been playing good basketball together. Yeah. It looks yeah, like uh, Colin Sexton is going to be that point guard and Darius Garland is going to be playing off the ball a little bit. Um, but, you know, uh, I, I think that, um, you know, that, that hurts Cleveland. And, you know, granted, it's early in the season, like we've been talking about. Sure. but. You know, losing Kevin Love is going to hurt you, um, especially oh, yeah, when you've been playing good basketball. Yeah, and, right. You know yeah. that that um, that sucks for them. So, so there's that. Sure. Uh, another interesting statoid here: uh, Trey Young is currently averaging 34 points on just 16 field goal attempts per game. He is the first wow. player in NBA history to score more than 100 points on fewer than 50 field goal attempts over the first three games of a season. And How he's 42 that? of 46 from the free throw wow. line. And, you know, I mean, he's got his little rivalry going on with Grayson Allen. They kind of had a little bit of a beef this last the last few days. And, you know, you go back and you watch the tape and Grayson Allen definitely looks like he kind of trips up Trey Young. And I'd be pissed if I were Trey Young, too. I mean, that's kind of some dirty shenanigans going on there. But... You know, the proof is in the pudding. And Trey Young and that Atlanta Hawks team, um, you know, they're currently undefeated. And, uh, you know, they're playing pretty good basketball. And, you know, um, 
some of their new additions haven't even really played all that much. Uh, yeah. Gallinari's been kind of hurt. So, uh, you know, they you would, you would expect them to to continue to get better. Uh, yeah, Bogdan yeah, hasn't really played all that great. I think uh, Lloyd Pierce needs to get him some more touches. Sure. Uh, you know, you've been without um, uh, some other guys, Tony Snell. Uh, you've got a couple guys out. Your, your rookie um, out of uh, SC has been out. Um, but yeah, I mean, all in all, uh, they're they're playing pretty pretty good basketball, and which you know to me again shows that they're a potential playoff team. Uh, you know, sure. the other interesting thing Absolutely. too is there's been there was some talk a little bit. I know we're running a little short on time here, Chris, sure. but uh, you know th- there was an interesting thing that came out here in the last few days about preferential treatment to James Harden. Okay, um, and I know he's been kind of a kind of like the Clippers um, in these first episodes of the Balls and Beers podcast. Uh, you know, he's kind of been a punching bag of sorts, but I'm sorry, he looks like one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you know, there was talk about the NBA giving him preferential treatment because yeah. he violated uh, COVID protocols by being out with his quote unquote trainer without a mask on in an indoors public setting. Yeah. He only yeah. got fined fifty grand. Okay. Uh, you know, um, Adam Silver came out, he wasn't suspended. Adam Silver came out and said that it was his first offense, that, uh, it was Christmas and he didn't want to be too hard on him. Uh, I don't know, Chris, uh, you know, that sounds like preferential treatment to me. And, you know, that's not what this NBA has always been about. They've been about sending messages to guys that it doesn't matter who you are. I agree. You do uh, something, we're going to we're gonna punish you. Right. Look, if it was the 12th guy on the Knicks bench that did the same exact thing, what, what would the punishment be? Probably yeah. worse. I mean, you know, he's probably going to get suspended a few games. I, I mean... You know, I taking a guess here, but I honestly, I, I think you you bring up a good point there. And it, Harden is definitely, I think, getting some preferential treatment. And and honestly, I know as you pointed out, he's been a little bit of our punching bag here over the episodes. But I still think Houston's being way too coddly to the guy. Anyway, I yeah. mean, I still I still listen to all these pundits talk about well, this is where he wants to go. It doesn't matter. He there he doesn't own a trade clause. Okay, no. they can trade him anywhere. And yeah. if I and that's exactly what I would do. I would stop with this. And I've said it before. We both said it before. You don't have to trade him to a contender. You don't yeah. have to trade him to his wish list. Yeah. There, there's nothing there saying that. So it, this, this crap about oh, he wants to go here, he wants to play with this person. Forget it. Come on now, you know, they, like be it, be like what the NFL does. The NFL will tell you, screw you, we're we're gonna trade you to the other conference, out of division, the farthest team away that we can. And that's what the Rockets should be doing with him right now. Not, yeah. not trying to coddle in. The NBA, I think I agree with you. That To me, that amounts to just a little slap on the wrist for a blatant breaking of the rules. Like, right. I mean, blatantly. So, yeah. Um, you know, look, it, 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 it's, you're, you're just kind of welcoming more of it, in my opinion, yeah. if you're the NBA. You had an opportunity to set a strong president right away and, and maybe put a kibosh on it. So... I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. But if, if more of this comes out and, uh, you know, they only have themselves to blame, right, right, for not taking this opportunity to do that. 
Um, I will say I need to eat a little bit of crow just because the Cavs are 3-0. And I did say on our NBA preview episode, I thought they would struggle to win 10 games. So yeah, hats off to the, the Cavs. There, you guys must have listened to that podcast, I yeah. guess. So um, that being said, I still don't think they're going to be in the playoffs when it's all said and done and will correct themselves. But yeah. you never know. And I do have to say my Bucks did get beat by 20 by the Knicks the other night. So yeah. I take my hat off to the Knicks. That's probably... The biggest win for that franchise in, oh, I don't know, 20 years maybe. So I'll take my hat off to them for that. But thank you, Clippers, for coming in and still stealing the headlines. Because yeah. if it wasn't for their big blowout, I'm pretty sure that the people would be talking about that Bucks 20-point loss to the yep. Knicks a little bit more. But uh, as it said, like you pointed out, I, I like the scoring Middleton's doing. So... Uh, that is my final thoughts. I, I have to mention, of course, that blowout uh, and take my hat off to the Knicks and give the Cavs credit. So I'll eat my crow today for that. Uh, Mikey, yeah. what else you have for us here wrapping up our episode this week? Any other stuff from the NBA? Anything else you want to throw out there? No, I mean, you know, it's it's good to have basketball back. Um, totally it's, agree, it's man. It's good to, you know, uh, see teams playing on their home courts. Um, you know, absolutely. And it's nice to see that you know, by and large, teams are adhering to the COVID protocols. That they are, you know, doing um, their part to continue to promote the safety and everything like that. So, you know, I mean, kudos to that. Um, you know, and and uh, it's just it's good to have the NBA back. It's good to have you know guys out there playing. And uh, you know, there's some exciting looking things going out there. Um, you know, and, and teams are looking good and teams are looking, you know, sharp and, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's good to see. And, you know, teams will settle in and, and people will, you know, Clippers aren't going to lose by 51 again this season, most likely. And, no, no. You know, the Lakers will lose by 20 some odd points to a team they shouldn't lose to. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You know, those are things that are going to happen over the course of a season. And, uh, you know, it is what it is, but, you know, it bears mentioning you can't, you can't do what we're doing and not mention that kind of a thing. Oh, absolutely. You know? Yeah, you um, have to. Lord willing, yeah. you know, the Clippers don't do anything stupid this next week that we have to talk about next yeah, week. Yeah, exactly. Um, yes. But uh, that's all I got, you know. Um, awesome. I hope everybody had a wonderful holiday season. Um, you absolutely. know, I hope that everybody's staying safe. And, um, you know, I want to wish everybody a happy new year. We Definitely. will see you in 2021. And, uh, you know... Thank you guys for listening to the Balls and Beards podcast. Absolutely. Um, I'll just piggyback on Mikey there. A, a very happy new year to everybody. I'm sure we're all looking forward to 2021 very much, turning the page on 2020. My uh, couple closing thoughts. I I think your Cardinals are going to get in. I think they're going to beat the Rams. Uh, okay. That's that's one take there. So uh, And then it, the other, going to the AFC, look... I think it would be really great for the NFL if the Browns got in. So out of those eight scenarios, one of them come true, get the Browns in the playoffs. I'll be rooting for it, even though I don't think they're going to beat the Steelers this weekend. But hey, look, I think the NFL would be a better place. This postseason would be a better place if we had the Browns in the playoffs. Something we wouldn't be able to say since 2002. So my closing thoughts there. Happy New Year, everybody. Balls and Beards podcast. Mikey and I will see everybody next year. And we bring in 2021. Cheers, everybody.